Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. All right, last February, when you were going out the door, what did you make sure you had with you? You had your keys, your wallet, your phone, and your coat, right? This February, when you go out the door, and you only go out if you, you need to get groceries or you have some reason that you have to be at work or have to be out there with your responsibilities of life, but you make sure you not only have your, you know, your, your keys and your phone and your wallet and your coat, you make sure you have your mask. You know, how many, how many have um, gotten so used to having a mask on, sometimes you forget to take it off? That would be more... <laughs> You know, I I was doing a a digital wedding right here in this room. Very few people in the room and all physically distanced one from the other. But I came out with a mask on and I had this microphone on that I have right here now. Can you see it? And I had the... uh, Anyway, I was trying to get my mask off. (laughs) It got tangled up in this microphone. It's a good thing it was such a beautiful bride that people watching online, a couple of hundred of them were watching her and coming down the aisle. I finally got untangled. But life with a mask or without a mask? Pastor Jonathan and I are in a series where we're saying, you know, with or without a mask, there are some things that we can do. COVID cannot stop us. Pastor Jonathan taught it last week. COVID can't stop us from feeding our soul. And Pastor O'Shea was part of that teaching. And COVID cannot stop us from, uh, you know, what was it? Slapping the chair down, right? You had to be there to understand. But today we're going to see that COVID cannot stop us from getting perspective, even when we cannot see what God is doing. Now, every one of us have had uh, disruptions, interruptions, Everyday life even turned upside down, but especially those who had educational and financial and vocational and relational and travel plans. I mean, they've just been moved all around. Uh, Closeness has changed. You know, Pastor Jonathan talked last weekend about not being able to see his uh, dad who's in mental decline because he's in New Brunswick. I can't be with my family in Halifax, even though my brother went to be with the Lord last Good Friday, still have not been able to bring that kind of uh, celebration of life, closure with my family. My mom went through COVID on the, on the West Coast in a senior's home, thankfully came through well and is uh, healthy now. But you just can't be there. I mean, uh, those of us who uh, have grandchildren, you know, and especially if you're a huggy grandpa like I am, uh, you know, I, I remember I was visiting with masks on in the backyard before the lockdown, and and uh, the, the two of the grandsons were were just running around, and one of them ran right over to me and grabbed my leg and hugged. It felt so good. I I, I still can feel that hug on my leg. I'm making it last as long as I can. But some of us have it even more difficult these days because. 
Already we struggle with anxiety or depression or down feelings, and then along comes COVID and sort of gangs up on us and just uh, uh, makes it even worse. Dr. Roger McIntyre is a University of Toronto prof. He's a psychiatrist, but he also is head of this international organization uh, called the, the Mood Disorder Unit. Here's what I read from him last week. He's saying, we're hearing from 24-hour crisis lines, suicide hotlines, the calls have gone up from 500 to 1,000%. We are seeing a massive increase in calls to our phone centers as well as to our website looking for information on how to cope. So I think we're seeing plenty of evidence starting to emerge of the looming mental health pandemic. Now, next weekend... Pastor Jonathan's going to be teaching from the Bible about how to get ourselves back upright when our feelings are going down, all right? And, and today is sort of setting that up because it's talking about getting perspective, even, even in a time like this when you cannot see what God is doing. And you know who's going to help us? People in the Bible who I think are the, in the most similar situation as us at, in, in COVID. Because they were in something that was, it disrupted their lives. It, they were 1,500 kilometers away, you know, from Israel out to Babylon in the new normal. I'm, I'm talking about the exile of, of God's old covenant people. Why did they go through this? Well, Jeremiah and some of the other prophets help explain why. They, they were so focused on their own personal plans, they forgot about God's big plan. Remember God had told Abraham, their ancestor, that he was raising up a nation, that's them, that is going to bring the Messiah to the world. All nations of the world will be blessed through the one that will come through this nation. And they'd forgot, they'd put their main mission on mute. They were just caught up with their own personal plans and daily pursuits. They were sort of in a rut, <laughs> right in a rut. Someone defined a rut this way. They said a rut is like a grave with both ends knocked out. You know, just not a lot, just not a lot happening there. They'd forgotten their main mission. And suddenly, just like we're in COVID, they found themselves in exile. A few months before, they could just take for granted that certain things were going to happen. Now, not happening. Anxiety levels have gone up, and hope for the future has gone down. Thankfully, the prophet Jeremiah comes on the scene and says, listen, there's three ways to regain your perspective during this Exile, And it helps us see there's three ways for us to get perspective uh, during COVID. All right? Let me read to you from Jeremiah 29. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. 
This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to me. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. See, God wasn't so concerned about the geographical location as much as he was the spiritual condition. Wanted to bring his people to a place where they were participating in his big plan for their own benefit, but for the benefit of other people in the world. And so he basically is telling them there are three ways to get perspective during the exile. One, one is to treat, the other is to test, the other is to trust, all right? Wow, do they ever apply to us in this COVID season? Watch this. Treat COVID as a temporary opportunity to do three resets, you know? Reset what? Well, if you're in exile... You had to choose what you were going to bring from home, what we were going to bring from the past with you into the, the next chapter. And uh, you, you leave a lot of things behind because you can't bring everything with you when you're in exile. You choose what you bring with you. In other words, you declutter. You declutter. COVID is an opportunity for you and I to say, what really matters? What do we want to bring forward into our lives post-COVID, what really matters. Let's declutter our lives. And then also uh, resharpen, resharpen our objectives. Um, Jeremiah tells God's people in exile, seek the good of the city you live in. Pray for the city. It sounds like they're repeating one church's uh, mission, right? One church CEO's mission to impact our city. And he's saying, you know, uh, look at the impact that you're having right now during this exile season. You know, Esther and I, my wife and I have had a lot of conversations about, you know, resharpening our objectives post-COVID. But even during COVID, what can we be doing now to meet the needs of people, to let our light shine for Jesus? And then here's an opportunity for those of you that are in the chat room or want to get in there. Put in the chat room something that because of COVID, you're never going to take for granted again, all right? You know, one of them could be, uh, you know, physical gatherings. Can you imagine just being in this room? I'm here, 2,000-seat auditorium, and I'm the only one here. <laughs> Got some cameras staring at me. I'm so glad you're here. But... Remember the times where you could just praise the Lord together and, and you sensed his presence as in community. We, we worshiped him in spirit and truth, you know. I'm never going to take that for granted again post-COVID. You know, um, there, there are other things. I'm never going to take hugs for granted, that's for sure. I'm a huggy pastor, huggy person, and a huggy grandpa, so I'm not, I'm not going to take hugs for granted again. Um, but some, uh, somebody said shopping. Well, uh, that, that I could live without, but 
that's something that they're not going to take for granted, going to a mall again, travel, and just going out for a coffee with someone. You know, what about, I heard there's a football game tonight, right? Well, what about, the, you know, those times where you could just get together and, man, so what, what are you putting there? In, you know, what's something you're, post-COVID, you're never going to take for granted again? You know, I have found this. See that? Be thankful. I have found that during this COVID time, because it goes on and on, and my feelings start to go down and down, because I start to think, well, we don't get to do this. We don't, these people and can't help over here. And, uh, you know, when the feeling's good, I have found that Thanksgiving has been more critical to me than it has been since, you know, some big trial I went through in my life previously. Just when you feel those feelings going down, just to be grateful, to be thankful. Man, it's just, I'm, I'm so grateful for gratitude, the way that it just pulls you out of that rut, pulls you out of that ditch, and gets you into a place of perspective again. And you know something to be thankful for? And that is that COVID is temporary, all right? Look at what Jeremiah, God says through Jeremiah to the people, he says, this is what the Lord says, when 70 years are completed. <laughs> oh boy, aren't you looking forward to the end of COVID? But they had 70 years. We're thankfully not in 70 years of COVID, but 70 years are completed for Babylon. I will come to you and fulfill good promise to bring you back to this place. Oh, God's gonna bring us through. Listen, I don't... I don't know how many of you need to hear this, but if, if, if God bring, carries us to it, he's going to carry us through it. You know, so many times when I'd meet people in our physical gathering in the lobby after, they'd just say, oh, Pastor Keith, pray for me. I'm really going through it. And, you know, it's a time where you visit with all the people that are here and not get into just conversation with one. But when they were going through something, I, sometimes I would just say this. Remember this. The Bible says it came to pass. <laughs> it didn't come to stay. So, dear one, listen, what you're going through right now is exactly that. It's what you're going through right now. But it, it has an expiry date to it. There's going to be a completion date, an end to it. And so, so don't miss the opportunity. Treat COVID as an opportunity to reset, to, to declutter, to resharpen your objectives, and to be thankful for things that you'll never stop being thankful for to the same degree again. All right. And then test your sources of information and be picky. Be picky about who you let shape your think. All right? What's that mean? Shape your think. Well, shape what you think, how you, your perspective. Who you let shape your perspective. Now, here's how Jeremiah told the people on behalf of the Lord, he says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to, look at this, to the dreams, <laughs> do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. <laughs> they are prophesying lies to you in, in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. You know, it's like the Apostle Paul just read Jeremiah when he wrote Pastor Timothy, and he said these words. He says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to what? Sound and wholesome teaching. Oh, God help Pastor Jonathan and I, every pastor, you know. And then he goes to talk about these people in the time is going to come where they will follow their own desires. And look at this, will look for teachers 
who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Look for, can you imagine a time in the history of humanity where it has been more possible to gather around yourself through the internet, just people, favorite teachers, and just follow them, especially if they're uh, specializing in one area or prophesying something sensational. Listen, I, I have never in my 40 years of pastoring heard from so many people, sincere people, but sometimes gullible. And they're saying, oh, this leader said that and they prophesied. They said it in the name of the Lord. Pastor, help me discern this. Do you think that this is really going to happen? And oh man, there's just so much been going on in recent years, especially south of the border and people just saying, oh, so-and-so said this, so this is going to happen. And, and they've missed exalting Jesus and the time and energy, Jesus said, my followers will be identifiable by the love that they have one for the other. Not by getting angry and, and, and getting caught up in, in false prophecies. Listen, I think that there's, I said to Esther the other day as I was answering yet another person's email, so sincere, just wanting to do what was right before the Lord. But they heard someone say in the name of the Lord. You know, I, I said to Esther, I think there's some people that if someone told them, you know, in the name of the Lord, if you, before you go to bed, you eat yeast and car wax, then when you wake up the next morning, you'll rise and you'll shine. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. The, 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 just like in Jeremiah's time, just like Paul talked about it would be in the last days. Listen, a lot of this is in the political realm. And listen, Jesus was clear that the way he lived it, and he was involved with politicians, he was involved with uh, society and, and religious leadership, and what Jesus said our role was to be, was to be salt, a preservative force, salt and light, shine for him, salt and light. Listen to me, we're to be salt and light, not to speculate and fight. That's our role, to be identified by our love. Listen to the sound and wholesome teaching from 2 Timothy. It says, don't get involved. In, I'll read it to you. It's from 2 Timothy. Don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, be patient with difficult people, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Oh, so test the sources and be picky about who you let shape your think. Get talking to people outside of your echo chamber, outside of the rut. How can we do that? Well, we can do that, first of all, by linking up with people who seek the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and they speak it in unselfish love. Listen, if I know something, but I don't, I don't want the best for people that this information is for, that I've got a problem. So I link up with people. Listen, community groups are great for this because you get with people who have different views, different experiences, different backgrounds, different ways of applying even what we're looking at in Scripture. And it's like you get perspective because sometimes you say, oh, I never thought of it that way before. Or it goes like this. 
hey, they're going through that too. I thought I was the only one that thought that or was going through that. And so it's just linking up with people who are, are seeking the truth. You know, that same University of Toronto psychiatrist, Roger McIntyre, who he, he described the mental health of people during COVID. In that same article, he also said this, listen, the literature around spirituality is very clear. Church attendance, for example, has been shown to reduce suicides in a robust way. It decreases mental illness. It decreases drug and alcohol issues. And so, he says, we really encourage that church attendance, really encourage it. And so, link up with people. I don't know where you're at right now, but Community groups, Alpha, you know, they, I, I do a young adults um, community group on Thursday nights. If you're a young adult, join us, you know. So link up. It'll, it's amazing how that'll give you perspective. And then secondly, laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself, you know, because you can be pretty silly. Listen, I learned this during COVID that all I have to do to laugh at myself is look at the mirror in the morning and see how this COVID hair where I can't get a haircut and, and I just keep put, trying to put it back behind the ears. Listen, this is the first time in my life that I wanted to have a hairstyle like Pastor Jonathan, all right? All right, learn to laugh at yourself. And then third, look for someone who has it worse. My sister, who is an amazingly avid reader, she's reading about what people went through during World War I, World War II, and more than once she's emailed me and said, you know, they had it a lot worse than we do <laughs> during COVID here. You know, they got through it, we can get through it. It's given her perspective. My wife and I, with our young adults on Thursday evenings, it's just amazing to hear that even though educational plans for some have turned upside down, career and relational stuff's just, you know, on hold or whatever, it's just amazing to see. And it sort of helps Esther and I, as we see their attitude and their perspective, it helps put it in perspective for us. How, how they challenge us. It's just such a precious group of amazing young adults that we have in this church. And then lighten up someone else's burden. Jerry, uh, who heads up on our staff the uh, Love Army endeavors, um, and, and you know, to, to do an act of goodness, an unignorable act of goodness, it's not just, uh, you know, smiling through your eyes because you have a mask on. Oh, there is an act of goodness. No, every one of us need to be doing that as we're on the way. Acts of goodness are when we go out of our way to do something. Listen, get this. People like yourselves and our church family, what we're doing every month, we got something, a new project to work on together. But there's already been over 11,000 acts of unignorable goodness by the Love Army. Isn't that great? You know, psychiatrists have been saying for years that one of the best ways to help your own mental health is to find someone who has a need and meet that need. Lighten up someone else's burden. Be part of the, the love army, for instance. And then, all right, so we, we treat, we test, and then we trust. We trust. Trust God to be doing more than you can see. And you'll get to a place where you see what God is doing. Here's how it starts out in Jeremiah 29. I didn't read this verse, but it says, all the other people, Nebuchadnezzar, that was the king of Babylon, 
Nebuchadnezzar had carried them into exile, all right? But then when you see what God is doing, Jeremiah brings that in. A few verses later, he says this. He says, to all those speaking on behalf of God, he says, I carried, God carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. You know, he says that a couple of more times throughout Jeremiah 21. God carried. It just changes when we realize, I thought, you know, this bad thing was happening and it didn't catch God by surprise. God's involved in bringing something good even out of bad things that happen in our lives. You know, uh, I, I don't know how many need to hear this, but if God carries them into the exile, he's going to get them out of it. Listen, if God got you to it, he's going to get you through it. If he carried you to it, he's going to carry you through it. He, he, he's got this. And he knows what it takes to see you get through to the other side. Listen, if thousands of years later, we can look back on the exile of God's old covenant people in Babylon, and we can see some of the things that God was doing. You know, watch these four people. Esther, Daniel, Nehemiah, Ezra. All of them have books in the Bible, and we can read. They're, they're heroes of ours, what they did. Let's just look at a couple of them. You know, Esther. She risks her life. She says, who knows but that I was brought to the exile, COVID, or, you know, into the kingdom for this time, for exactly when I am here. And she's, her leadership um, results in the avoidance of a Jewish holocaust in her time. Daniel, he serves under four political administrations. When he's told it's illegal to pray, he says, oh, I serve God and that's more important to me than losing my life. He's thrown into the lion's den. God rescues him. You know, some of our heroes, those stories that build up our faith, they came from this time. So don't lose perspective prematurely. You have not seen what God's going to bring about in your life and through you even during this COVID exile experience. Don't be like the woman that was at the um, London Heathrow Airport who got her boarding pass, shoved it into her purse, and then went to Starbucks and got her coffee, and she got a little uh, bag of, of cookies. And she went and she sat down across from a man who was reading a newspaper, and, uh, and, and she pulled out her magazine, started to read it, and she heard a rustle sound from the middle of the table, and she looked up, and there's the guy that had been reading the newspaper reaching in and taking a cookie. And she thought that nerve of him, helping himself to my cookies, he didn't even ask. So she pulled the bag closer to her and she thought, well, maybe he just doesn't know. And so she took a cookie and then a little while later she heard a rustle. He's taking a cookie and then she's pulling it back. She's taking a cookie. And then it came to the point where there was only one cookie left. And he, he broke it in half. He took half and he shoved the rest of the cookie over to her. And she's thinking, the nerve, the nerve of this guy. And then her... You know, the public address system called her flight and she went over to get in line to board her plane and she opened up her purse, reached in to get the boarding pass and what did she see? What did she see was her unopened entire bag of cookies. She'd been eating his. 
That is so much like us when we only see things as we see. We think we know what's going on and we don't know what's really going on. We don't even know what God is doing. Listen, trust God to be doing more than you see and you'll get to a place. Don't wait till your purse is open. You'll get to a place where you will see what God is doing. That's exactly what happened when Jesus was on the cross. You know, you you could see an innocent man being crucified. That's what you could see. And Jesus is being separated from his father because our sin, your sin, my sin, is being put upon him. And, and, And you know what? He didn't have to stay there. When Jesus was arrested, you can read it in Matthew, he told his disciples, he says, no, no, he says, don't you know that I can call on my father at any time to get me out of here? He'll send 12 legions of angels. No, Jesus stayed on the cross. He was crucified. Why did he do it? Why did he stay there? Why did he endure the cross? Why did he do it? Hebrews gives us the the clear answer. He says, because of the joy awaiting him. What was that? Because of the joy awaiting him, Jesus endured the cross. Disregarding its shame, now he's gotten to that place, you see? He's gotten, now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Because, what kept them there? The joy awaiting him. The joy of knowing that if he paid for our sins, we would be free from our sins forever. (laughs) You and me, You and me, dear one, we were the joy that was set before Jesus on the cross. I want to invite you to take the emblems. Pastor Austin invited us to prepare if you you just want to take the bread right now. Because watch this. Here's what we're saying today. Don't judge Jesus' love by your circumstances. Judge your circumstances by Jesus' love. Don't judge COVID. You know, don't judge Jesus' love by what you're going through during COVID, but judge COVID by Jesus' love. You see, we take these. Now, if this is new to you, this is new to you, to take these emblems, just understand that what they represent is Jesus' love for us. A love where he sacrificed himself on the cross to pay for the damage that we have done with our wrongs, with our rebellion, us going our own way. Small sins, big sins, it just, he died for all of them. And we all can have his forgiveness. You can invite Jesus into your life right now and say, Jesus, I, I, I need what you did for me. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your life. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. You can pray that right now. But I want to invite you to just take this bread. Jesus said, when he took the bread, before going to the cross, he said, I want you to remember what I'm doing for you. So here's the bread. It represents my body that is broken for you. Broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So I want to invite you to take whatever you're going through and judge it by this. Watch this now. Jesus, not because he had to, but because he loved you, was broken for you. So that's the perspective that you look at whatever you're going through. Jesus came into my brokenness because he loves me. 
whatever is the worst I've done, whatever is the lousiest trial I'm going through during COVID, Jesus doesn't back off. He comes into the ditch of it and the worst of it. And so I, I, I can get perspective on what I'm going through because I know how much he loves me because nothing stopped him from coming into the worst that I've done and worst that I experience. Thank you, Lord. He was broken for you. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's, let's receive of the bread together. I just hold that cup. Don't, don't, don't judge this by what you're going through. Judge what you're going through by this. <laughs> he loves you so much. He held back nothing. He spilled out his life's blood. He died for you. Not because he had you, but because he loves you. So whatever you're going through, nothing can take away the perspective, I am loved. I am loved. His eyes are on me, and he's going to get me through whatever I am going through. Oh, Jesus said, this is the new covenant of my blood. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. Remember how much I love you until I return. So let's remember how much he loves us as we receive the cup together. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us completely. And Lord, for giving us the perspective that wherever, whatever we're going through, all we have to do is look at the cross to put it in right perspective. Your love for us is greater than anything that is unloving and unlovable that we are going through. Lord, I pray that you would help people to have your perspective, to know that your eyes are upon them, that what they're going through is temporary, that they can reach out to others for support, and they can support others and lighten their load. They can do for others what you have done for us. Lord, help us, each one of us, to have your perspective because we're loved by you. Thank you for that. Do that for each one of us. Help every one of us to receive that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Love you, church. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time.